I say to you today, grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we are starting a new sermon series at our church called Follow Me, Go and Be. Follow me, go and be. If you were here last Sunday, uh, Pastor Kevin preached a message that, that we called All for One Mission. All for One Mission. And he focused on those words which, which we actually just heard at the baptism, the Great Commission from Matthew chapter 28. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything I have commanded you, and I am with you always to the very end of the age. Those are Jesus' parting words to his disciples, and he sent them off with this message and with this mission. Well, in this sermon series that we will be in through the middle of July, follow me, go and be, we're looking at both of these statements. These commands, if you will, from Jesus to follow me, Jesus says, and to go and be. Go and be these disciple makers, but follow me, go and be. And throughout this sermon series, we'll be looking at how these statements are not mutually exclusive. Jesus does not at one point say, follow me, and then say, go and be, and leave you to your own devices and leave you completely alone. He doesn't send you off all by yourself. He says, go and be, and as you go and be, I will be with you always. So as you follow me, you can also be and go, and where I go, I will lead you to go. Does that make sense? And so each and every week, we're going to be looking at uh, different situations and places in our lives where we follow Jesus and where we get to be his people. But let me explain how this works a little bit more clearly with a practical example. Yesterday, I went biking in Copper Harbor, mountain biking. I'm not much of a mountain biker, and I've lived to tell about it. I'm here today, all right? But uh, I went mountain biking in Copper Harbor. My friend uh, Kyle and his family are here on a little trip with us, vacationing, and Kyle wanted to go mountain biking in Copper Harbor. Neither of us had ever uh, mountain biked up there before, so I called a friend from church. Uh, his name is Bryant Weathers, who mountain bikes up there quite often, and I said, hey, Bryant, would you tell us a good route that we can take uh, so that we can you know, get in and out and, and not get lost? And he said, I'd be happy to do that. But also, if you want, I'm actually camping in Copper Harbor this weekend. If you want, I could meet up with you and show you where to go and bike with you. I said, that would be fantastic. So just think about this. Bryant not only said, I'll show you the way. He said, I will come and be the way for you. So, on our mountain biking adventure, Bryant led the way. Sometimes I followed him, and then my friend Kyle followed me. Sometimes Bryant led, and Kyle followed Bryant, and sometimes I was in the back. But we had this chain reaction, right? Follow, and as you are following someone, someone else also follows you. So we follow Jesus, and we also have other people follow us as we are following Jesus. Follow me go and be. This is the way it works in our pursuit of Jesus as well. 
We follow Jesus, but oftentimes we follow someone who is following Jesus, someone, a a teacher, a parent, a grandparent, a godparent, somebody who's showing us how to follow Jesus. And then we also offer to somebody else, follow me as I follow this person as we follow Jesus together. Follow me, Jesus says. But I ask you today, how seriously do you actually follow Jesus? Is it as closely as I was following my friend on that mountain bike trail, close enough that I could still see him and not get lost? How close do you follow Jesus? Do you follow his voice more than you follow the voices of this world? Does his voice have a higher saying in what you do, the way you think, the way you are formed than the voices of this world? Do you know that the average American watches TV for how many hours do you think? On an average day, how many hours do you think the average American watches TV? Four hours. The older you get, statistically they say more. The younger, usually less. But the average is four. Four hours a day. Those same Americans, the average American, you know how much time on average the American spends on social media platforms? On average, two and a half hours a day. Four hours of TV, two and a half hours of social media. What are those voices telling you? Are you being formed by them? Are they shaping the way that you think, the way that you think about other people, the way you think about this world and issues, the way you think about Jesus? They are. Who do you follow? Whose voice do you listen to? I wonder how well you actually know the voice of Jesus. So we're going to do a little pop quiz, a little game show here Don't worry, I'm not going to embarrass anybody. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to say anything. It's just in your own head. But we're going to play a little game called Who Said This? It'll either be Jesus or somebody else. So best case scenario, you got a 50-50 shot of getting it right. All right? So you you love true-false quizzes, right? So who said this? Let's let's put it up. Uh, The first one, is this Martin Luther King Jr. or Jesus? Who said it? Let's put the quote up. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Again, don't say it out loud. I don't want to embarrass anybody and I don't want any of you to have bragging rights over anybody else, just in your own head. Who said it? Is it Jesus or Martin Luther King Jr.? Survey says, (laughs) I just want to say it, Jesus. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, direct quote from the scripture. Let's play again. Who said this? (laughs) Was this Gandhi or Jesus? Put the quote up. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Is that Jesus or Gandhi? How well do you know the voice of Jesus? And the answer is Jesus. In Luke chapter 6, verse 3, Jesus said that. All right, there's one 
more. Now you're, now you're doing that, now you're doing that thing where you go back and forth, like when you do that quiz, it's like, is the teacher trying to trick me? I don't know. What is, 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 all right, so it says, Jesus or President Biden? Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Who said that? The answer is Jesus. Jesus said that. I'm not going to give you words of other people to listen to. I'm giving you the words of Jesus, all right? I want you to follow Jesus. But how well do you know Jesus' word? Are you familiar with these words? Some of you may not be. In all honesty, if that's where you are today, that's okay. If you didn't know that that's the word of Jesus, if you haven't spent a lot of time with Jesus, well, I I hope you take me up on my invitation today to spend some time with Jesus. What if, what if you spent a little bit more time in God's word? Four hours on TV, two and a half hours on social media? How much time in Scripture? What if? What if you devoted yourself to that? Let me be very, very clear with you today. I am not standing in the pulpit saying to you, reading the Bible is going to save your soul. I'm also not saying to you, get off the TV. I am also not saying to you, get off social media. I'm not saying any of those things. All I am saying is, think. Pay attention. Which voices are forming you? Which voices are shaping you? Which voices dominate in your mind and get to have the sway over everything else? When anything else is causing you to question, where do you go? Whose voice? The reality is that you are being discipled. You are, that means being formed. You are being formed in this world. By some means, somebody is shaping you and forming you. Whose voice is it? Who do you follow? Let's get into the scripture. We read in Matthew chapter 4 today, Jesus was walking along the Sea of Galilee And as he's walking along, he sees two brothers. Their names are Peter and Andrew, and they're fishing. Jesus calls out to them, and he says, follow me. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets, and they followed Jesus. So when Jesus called out to Peter and Andrew, what did they do? Immediately they dropped their nets, and they followed him. But let me tell you something. Some of you read this and you go, whoa, was it just like this miraculous thing? How did they know who Jesus was? They gave up their their lives to follow after him? Well, when we read all of the Gospels, we get the sense that Peter and Andrew had actually interacted with Jesus prior to this. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, Andrew, uh, he was a follower of John the Baptist, the one who made preparations for Jesus to come and prepared the way for Jesus. Andrew was a follower of John. So was one of Andrew's friends. One day they were with John, the Baptist, and John saw Jesus, and he said, look, there's Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God. Andrew and his friend, they went and they followed Jesus. And when they got to Jesus, Jesus invited them to come and hang out with him. And in John chapter 1, it says that Andrew and this other friend spent the day 
with Jesus. It says that. They spent the day. I wonder what they talked about. You can only imagine hanging out with Jesus for a day. What we do know is that at the end of that day, hanging out with Jesus, Andrew was convinced that Jesus was the promised Savior of the world, the Messiah. So much so that Andrew left and he ran back home to his brother Peter and he said, Peter, we found him. The Christ, the promised Savior of the world is here. You gotta see him. And so what did he do? He grabbed Peter and he brought Peter to Jesus. Andrew followed and then he went. <laughs> Follow me, go and be. Andrew followed Jesus, spent time with Jesus, got to know Jesus, went to got Peter, brought Peter to Jesus. It's the way it works. Today, I want you to spend time with Jesus. I don't know why you're here today, why you came into this room in this hour, but I pray that it was to spend time with Jesus. To spend time with Jesus. I desire with all the depth of my heart and my being that you would know and experience the reality of Jesus' love for you. That you would know how high and deep and wide is his love for you. And if you don't know Jesus all that well, I invite you to spend some time with him. Andrew, he did not know who Jesus was till he spent the day with him. If you don't know Jesus all that well, spend a day with Jesus. And if you believe in Jesus already, I would still say, spend some time with Jesus. And how can you spend time with Jesus? Well, the words of Jesus are recorded for us in the Bible. And the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are, we call them the Gospels, and those are the four books that contain the words and actions of Jesus. Consider this for a minute. I, I told you that Andrew spent the day with Jesus. Let's say it was eight hours, average day. How long does the average American spend watching TV and social media? About six and a half hours. Do you know what? If you read, if you're an average speed reader, not, not a speed reader, not an average speed reader, but if you're just a reader who reads at an average speed, <laughs> do you know how long it would take you to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you read them straight through? About eight hours a day. Now, I've never done that, actually, myself, spent a day just reading Scripture. Some of you might be going, man, I don't know if I could read for that long. If that seems like too much of a commitment, read one of them. Open up God's Word. Spend time with Him. He is a relational God. His Word is living and active, and He will speak His Word of truth to you. And if you don't know Jesus, if you're curious about Him, or if, or if you're just like, I don't even know if I want any Jesus in my life, well, what harm could it do to hang out with Him for a day? If you don't like what you read, put it away. But if Jesus invites you into a relationship and He says, follow me, follow Him. Follow Him. Follow Him. Which voices are you listening to? Is it the voices of the world or the voice of Jesus? Because the voices of the world that want to form you, they want to form you to be people who are stressed out, anxious, 
angry, and divided. That's what the voices of the world want. What does Jesus want for you? Peace, joy, love, hope. I could go on, but those are his gifts to you. Why would you not want those things? Back to Peter and Andrew. Jesus saw them fishing by the Sea of Galilee. He came up to them. He said, follow me. Remember, going back now, they've had this experience with him, spent a day with him. So when, they get, when Jesus calls them, they're ready. He says, follow me. They leave their, uh, their jobs behind. For three years, they follow Jesus. Going further down the Sea of Galilee, Jesus sees two more brothers, James and John, who likely also know Peter and Andrew because they're from the same town and they fish on the same lake. Right? But they also probably have heard of Jesus. And Jesus says to them, James and John, follow me. And they put their nets aside. They leave their dad, they leave their jobs, and they follow Jesus. And guess what? These guys, these four plus a few more, these guys who are uneducated, blue-collar, rural guys, they are the ones that Jesus calls and says, follow me. And they gave up their lives to follow him. And at the end of Jesus' life, well, before his ascension into heaven, those four guys, after spending three and a half years with Jesus, are standing there as Jesus says to them, now go. You go. Make disciples of all nations. Baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach the people to obey what I have commanded you, and I'm with you always to the very end of the age. These guys are the ones that get credit for the Christian church being here on earth. Jesus has given you the same command. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Go and be. Follow me. Go and be. Jesus desires that you follow him so much so that he's commanded it of you. And Jesus did not command you to do bad things, only good things. So he wants you to follow him because he is the way and the truth and the life. There are too many of us trying to mountain bike on crazy hills all by ourselves with no guide, meandering through the woods, taking ourselves to dangerous places, taking ourselves to difficult places, saying, no, I got it all by myself. Jesus is offering to come and be with you, to show you the way, a better way, to be with you in the difficulty, to encourage you, to strengthen you, to give you life now and forever. Jesus is with you. Follow me, he says. And then turn around and say to somebody else, follow me. Follow me as I follow Jesus. Follow me as I follow Jesus. I'm excited to preach in this sermon series with you, Follow Me, Go and Be. Each week we're going to be looking at various stations of life, places that we go, places where Jesus is already at work, opening up doors, preparing in advance for us good works to do. He's already at work and he's saying, follow me. We're going to be looking at all these and I look forward to spending time in God's word with you. In the meantime, let me just remind you one more time of the depth and breadth of Jesus' love for you. 
While you were yet still a sinner, Jesus died for you. When you were lost in the woods, Jesus came for you. When you were falling down and injured, Jesus came to you and he picked you up. Jesus is here for you. He loves you now and forever. Follow him. Amen.